Hello, and thank you for listening to Beyond the Benefits with Savoy. On our first podcast of the new year, we have Savoy's Vice President, Wendy Ebner. This episode is part one of a two-part series where Wendy will discuss the importance of strong relationships, how to evaluate your current relationships, and her best practices to build more successful ones. Take it away, Wendy. Happy New Year, everyone, and thanks, Jolie, for giving me a chance to share this month on a topic that I'm really passionate about, and that would be relationships. I've worked 27 years in sales, and I still believe that this is one of the greatest professions in the world. What other profession do we get to be paid to be curious, to meet new people, to build relationships that allow us to solve problems for win-win results? Some say sales is great for the easily bored, as every encounter is a new challenge and a new opportunity to learn something new if not about our industry, then about the products and how we can solve with things like technology, new laws, and how they're applied. More than getting to learn about the industry though, sales gives us an opportunity to learn about ourselves. What are we good at? What do we need to work on? What do we need to better connect with our clients and maintain competitive advantage? But more for me perhaps, the biggest gift this industry has given me is fulfillment to make deep relationships with people who now in many cases are not just my clients but have become my friends. In an era of faceless technology where email is the most dominant mode of communication, now more than ever people need us. They crave personalized help and seek a trusted advisor to help them through the maze of what we call insurance. The secret to becoming that advisor is the human connection and one that intimately allows us to understand the client's need and alter that approach to that exact end. This podcast is one of a two-part series on relationships. This first episode will focus on why relationships are important in our industry and why it is important to build and nurture them. The second episode, I will share some of my best practices on how to evaluate your business relationships in 2020 and to adjust your way of thinking in order to build more successful ones. Savoy is focused on continuing to build relationships with our brokers, but we're also here to assist you in expanding yours with your clients, old and new. You can work closely with your Savoy representative to build a strategic plan for 2020 and beyond. In order to build and strengthen relationships, we need to listen and understand the needs of our clients. This allows you to report back to them an effective plan of action based on what you've heard they would like. The solution comes to fruition only when you have completely put yourself in the client's place. When you do this, I promise, not only will you have a seat at the table, but everyone wins and that is such a great feeling. I know this sounds deep, but selling today is really the art of studying human behavior. And that aha moment that we all look for is not necessarily when we close a deal, but when we achieve a better understanding of what's motivating the person we're speaking with. I recently had a broker tell me that she keeps getting invited in to meet new prospects. They tell her, thanks for coming in, but we're really not unhappy with our current broker. We just wanted to see what you had to offer. While there may be some clients out there who just vet brokers and waste time, the truth is, if someone takes an appointment with you, they are most likely in some sort of pain. Getting them to reveal the motive for why you are in their office in the first place requires trust. If you come in guns a-blazing with your sales pitch before you ask questions, if you're not looking for a personal way to connect, you are not going to be easy to trust. People size up a stranger within the first 10 minutes of meeting them. So drop your PowerPoint, drop your handouts, and just be present. Ask questions and look for a way to relate. It's complicated for sure, but 100% true. When I first started at Savoy, 
Don Savoy used to use a motto often. He told me to build my book of business brick by brick. That was really hard to hear when all I wanted to do is get out there and set the world on fire. I thought it meant go slow, which was so foreign to me having come from a direct sales background with a carrier who only had certain things to sell. Back then, it was literally a dials for dollar mentality. Now, with years of consultative selling under my belt, I fully understand his meaning. In our business, brick by brick means go with passion and go with intention to understand the client's needs first. Brick by brick is how we build a solid foundation or a relationship upon which a future sales transaction is only a natural outcome. This requires patience and flexibility to adjust from a preconceived plan. It's a willingness to be custom and the goal is to earn trust. This does not mean you have to be all things to all people, but when your client trusts you, they will accept your guidance, especially when it doesn't seem to self-serve. I can't tell you how many times I have referred a client to a service that required an outside vendor that was not in my immediate wheelhouse, but whom I knew was the right fit. Nothing in it for me, but simply the right thing to do. If you do that all day long, you certainly could go broke, but you have to be willing to do that because when you do, you win back loyalty, which pays more over time. When you meet a client, are you asking them what does success look like to them? Do you know how they're being measured? and what will help them perform optimally in their own role. What starts out as a call about health insurance might very well end up meaning so much more. Get prepared for the needs to change as well. A small company focused on finite details may end up a huge one that has taken on so much work that they can barely get by, let alone look at details, and you're there to help them scale. A client that doesn't seem to need much of your time can become extremely dependent when they are running lean, and worse yet, when they're afraid. How does your work adapt to these needs? When I take on a new client or when I'm asking to help with an existing one, curiosity and empathy are my secret weapons. We buy from people that we trust and we will do our best work when we sell to people who trust us. This is a funny topic here because this is um, gonna go a little bit into how it is that we can stand out in a crowd. So study up, but relax about it. We live in an ever-changing industry. Information comes so fast, products changing even faster, and the laws make all of this so confusing. Sadly, and because of this, if I had to give a number one adjective to describe my average broker in the last few years, it would be fearful. I wish it wasn't, but it is, and I understand why. We all fear we're going to be the last to know, or worse, that we're going to make the wrong recommendation. We all fear that we're too young or we're too old, we fear that someone else is going to come in behind us with a special trick we didn't think of. When you work with a partner such as Savoy, you don't have to live in this fear. Savoy is here to make sure you are equipped with all the tools that you need to build strong relationships with your clients and to remain a trusted advisor. In this industry, you do have to admit that you're going to be a forever student, and that's okay. Anyone that tells you they're not still learning in this industry is lying. You are not going to have it right every time. You are going to miss something, and so am I. Let your clients know that you can be a resource for anything and that you are human, but what you have to offer that your competition does not is a commitment to being your very best every single day, and that's passion. For me, one of the most enjoyable things to do in my free time that makes me feel like I'm doing my best every day is to be a consummate seeker of new information. I love to read or listen to podcasts while I drive. I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit of a nonfiction professional development addict. In fact, my book club hates me, and I'm pretty sure I'm kicked out. 
Now for sure, of what I've read in our industry, there is a lot to share, and we all want to tap into selling and our gritty superpowers. I just love, love, love this stuff. We all know the obvious go-to books on sales, and I say, reread them. You would be surprised how so much of it will still resonate when you reread, for example, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar, The Infamous Good to Great, Win Friends and Influence People, and so on. There are so many new things available out there today in professional development, podcasts on social media, seminars on how to sell in a digital world, and how to stay ahead in an industry with innovation and the X factor. And the X factor, if you don't know, is how to build wickedly strong relationships. It's fun, and if nothing else, it will help to continue what you build to what my family refers to as a book of useless knowledge. All joking aside, curiosity is like a muscle, and once you commit to using it as a tool, you will always be ahead of the average Joe. And that, if you ask me, is pretty cool. Today, there are countless ways to learn. We can learn from our peers. We can learn from our competitors. We can talk to people who've achieved higher goals than we have and ask them for help. People love to share what's worked for them. And then, when your head's all good and chock full of content, get out there and remember who you are. No matter what your credentials, no matter how small or large your back office, we all can learn something we didn't know before. Be curious and be confident. Buyers can smell a lack of confidence a million miles away. And so don't apologize for what you don't know. Just do your best and be honest. It's really important to give yourself a good old pep talk on a regular basis. And so be on the hunt for whenever you are not owning your unique story. Your power is not in your credentials. It is in you. When I was a little girl, perhaps nine or 10, I used to love art, coloring and painting every second I had a chance. Every weekend I would color or paint and then I would load my wagon with my work and knock door to door in our neighborhood to sell my stuff. Now here's the kicker. I did not think that I was going to be a salesperson at this point in my life. I thought I was going to be an artist. And I was so darn determined to be that artist that I decided to take success into my own hands, so to speak. I wanted people to like my stuff. I wanted them to like it enough to buy it. And I was super excited to discover which pieces they would like and therefore I could make more of that. So to ensure success, I brought along my piggy bank with my wagon full of art. And whenever some grump said, no thanks, kid, I would give them my money and say, here, you can use my money to buy what you want. I don't think this story makes me an artist or a salesperson. You might actually say the story makes me stupid. But you know what? I found out what sells. I found out what buyers would be repeat buyers. I knew who was willing to pay face value. I knew who was willing to pay more than face value. I never claimed perfection. In fact, I offered to give it away for free in the pursuit of knowledge. When we focus on the fear of losing, we are not willing to take risks. It's not a surprise to know that I would always come home with five times more than I expected to earn on these little weekend sales stints. Of course I did, because when you find someone that values your authentic desire to serve, they're going to overpay you. The point is, get motivated about creating a buying experience that has win-win results and shake the rejection off as a lesson to learn and to improve yourself. My sales had nothing to do with my credentials and all to do with studying up, being honest, and then putting that stuff to work, just being authentic. On the topic of self-study, I want to mention a few takeaways this year I gleaned from other various reads. Relationship selling, it is not about you. It is about them. 
I repeat, it is not about you. Fear is what we feel when we worry about ourselves. And when we can release that, we will be more present to be creative. How I connect to people is by keeping it real and admitting that there's always more to learn. I do not have all the answers, but I'm hell-bent to find them. Be a seeker, be committed, and that, friends, is the very best any of us can do, period. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and I'd be happy to share more information about some of the material we discussed, as well as some of my favorite books and podcasts to put on your list for 2020. Savoy strives to provide top-of-the-industry content, resources, and events to keep our brokers ahead of the learning curve. If you're ever interested in learning more on a particular topic, just ask, and we would connect you with one of our experts anytime. On the next episode, I will take a deeper dive into the understanding of various personality types and how to hone your emotional intelligence skills to work with a wide range of people. Dial in and learn some healthy business habits that you can put to use in the new year. And until then, should you have any questions, please reach out to me or your Savoy account executive. Again, this is Wendy Ebner, Vice President, and we look forward to building upon our relationship with you in 2020. 